First off, I just want to say you guys welcome to the Decision Point Seminar today. We're so glad to have you guys here. Where's some noise? Come on, make some noise. Woo! All right, that's what I'm talking about. So uh, my name is Eric, and this is my wife, Bree, and we, we work with Decision Point. Um, and we're just so excited to be with you guys today. Uh, so in this workshop, we're excited to share some ways that God can use students like you to reach your generation with the gospel. Um, so show of hands, where are all my public school students at? Woo! All right. Where are all my private school students at? All right. And what about my homeschool students? Wow. Wow, the loudest of the group. I love it. That's so great. You guys, this is awesome because God can use every single one of you uh, in wherever you're at, and we, we want to share more of that with you today. So in this workshop, we're going to share how you can proclaim the gospel clearly and confidently. Uh, we're going to share one exciting opportunity to lead outreach uh, at your school or even at your house if you're homeschool. You can even host uh, an outreach event at your home. Um, and then we're going to share three specific challenges to help you actually share your faith. So we're really excited for that. Um, by the end of this, you can walk away with some practical training uh, to bring the gospel to your schools. Um, so pull out those notes that we gave you, eight and a half by 11 sheet, pull those out. We're going to be taking notes as we go, just some little fill-ins for you, um, so just so you guys can take that home. So uh, just to start this off, so why this breakout? Why this seminar? Why, why is this important? Um, so I'm sure so many of you guys have seen so much sin and brokenness uh, around you in your schools or at home. Uh, and I just want to hear from you right now. What are some of those things that you're seeing that your friends uh, are struggling with in their own lives? What are you guys seeing? Shout them out and write them down. What's that? Gossip. Gossip. Ooh, that's a good one. Write these down. Judgment. Judgment. What else? Lust. What else? Oh my goodness. Yeah, language. Drugs and alcohol. What else? Addiction. What was that? Loss. Lost, yeah. What else? Yeah, I mean, these are all major problems, and you're seeing this campus nationwide, worldwide, you're seeing skyrocketing anxiety, broken families, depression, um, even attempted suicide. You guys are seeing this firsthand on your campuses. Um, and, and honestly, these are all, uh, the problem is simple. It's, these are all physical symptoms of a spiritual problem, and they need Jesus. Uh, and praise God that Jesus is the one that can set them free from their habitual sin and remove shame from their lives um, and give them purpose and hope uh, beyond the circumstances of this life. And you guys are the ones that God can use to bring it to them. Um, so maybe uh, you guys want to make a difference on your campus. Maybe some of you have been like longing to share Jesus with someone but just never knew how to do that. Just know that you're not alone and we're here to help you. Um, and God can definitely use you in that. So I'm going to invite Bree up to just share a couple inspirational stories about some students. Awesome. Well, we're so pumped you're here. It's so awesome to see a room full of students who want to reach their schools and want to share the gospel. Um, I want to tell you about a student named Jackson. He is from Chicago. He goes to Richards High School, and he saw this problem at his school and decided to stand up for Christ at his school. He became a decision point leader and started a Christian club at his school. He learned how to share his faith, and then he decided to host a gospel outreach week on his campus where 270 students showed up 
They came and heard about who Jesus is. They heard from dynamic speakers. They gave out free Chick-fil-A at these events, free Bibles and gospel tracts. And dozens of students accepted Jesus right on campus during the school day. Isn't that amazing? One of these students that came to this outreach week was, ma- was named Mohammed, and he came every single day because it's a whole week of events on campus. He came every single day, and he ended up giving his life to Jesus. Mohammed grew up in a Muslim home, and eventually during this week, he said, I'm not a Muslim anymore. I've decided to follow Jesus. And now Mohammed is reading through the Bible and has experienced the joy of knowing Jesus and the love of God that only comes through Christ. So check out what Muhammad wrote recently on his social media. Truly a life changed. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if God could use a student named Jackson in Chicago who just said, okay, Lord, yes, I will do this, he can use you, any one of you. So you may be encouraged by hearing this story about Jackson, but you might be doubting, could I really do that? Not only can you do it, but the Lord is calling us to do it and is reminding us that he is with us. There's three passages that I don't have time to fully get into, but in Ephesians 3, we receive this promise that God is able. He's able to do more than we can even ask or imagine. In Matthew 28, the Great Commission Jesus promises that he will be with us. He says, go out and make disciples, and I will be with you. And in 1 Timothy 4, it essentially says, it doesn't matter how old you are. Even if you think, I'm young, I can't do big things for God. Yes, you can. God can use you. It doesn't matter your age. Now, you might be able to see that the Lord is with you and has called you to proclaim the gospel, but you might think, but yeah, but I'm not allowed to do this at school. Like, that's illegal. Wrong. It's not illegal. It is so legal. And I am so excited to tell you why it's legal so that you actually have ground to stand on. You are actually protected by two um, main legal rights that I'm going to talk to you about. So the first one is the First Amendment. Who's heard of the First Amendment? Yeah, the First Amendment is still in place. It has not changed. And so what is the First Amendment? Yes, freedom of speech. So this means that during non-instructional time, so when your teacher is not teaching, this means that you can openly talk about Jesus. You can pray. You can read and bring your Bible to school. I was told in high school, you're not al- by a teacher, you're not allowed to have that here. And I, I didn't know how to respond. So now you know you can bring your Bible to school. You can pass out God's word on campus. You can wear Christian clothes with words on them that are God-honoring. You can do that because that is your your right, freedom of speech. The second thing is called the Equal Access Act, which came out in 1984. And this just means that all clubs are treated equally. How many of you have a Christian club on your campus already? Nice. I like to see that. So Christian clubs must be treated the same as all other clubs on campus, the LGBTQ club, the NHS, the key club, whatever club you have on campus, the Christian club has the same rights as those clubs. So if those clubs can host events, if those clubs can reserve rooms on campus, 
if they can hang up posters and pass out flyers, if they can invite guest speakers to come on campus, the Christian club has all of those same rights. So now you know that you are legally protected. The law is on your side as a student. And you have the most rights. Like, as students, you guys have so many rights that even your teachers don't have. So take advantage of it. You're only in high school for four years, right? So for the rest of our time, we're going to dive into how can you actually share your faith at school and with your peers. And my simple question to you is, what if God used you to reach your friends, your classmates, your teachers even, your school, and your generation? What if God used you? Isn't that a cool thought? As you think about that, check out this video to see how God used students like you to bring the gospel to their whole entire school. Sharing the gospel at, at Tienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel, some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world, and I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. Every time, I, every time I watch that video, it gives me chills just seeing like how God can use you guys all on your campus. So on your worksheet, if you would do me a favor, uh, there's a question. What kind of an impact do you think an event like this could have on your campus or in the lives of your friends? So just take a moment to write that down as I'm talking. Um, 
I want to dive right into how we can host some of these on-campus outreaches like this. Um, it does take Christian club leaders to step up and actually lead them. So where are all my Christian club leaders at in the room, current Christian club leaders? All right, we've got a handful. That's awesome. So great to be here. We believe that you guys are in a unique position to really do this. Um, and I want to invite you guys specifically to apply for coaching. We have some personalized coaching that we can help you uh, in doing this on your campus. Uh, and so we also have some amazing resources. We have a student leader guide that'll help you, that'll help guide you throughout the entire school year. Uh, we have a student leader action plan that has all of these action steps that you guys can take on your school campus. We have 39 online training videos that you guys can watch, so filled with um, so much information. Um, we also have a starter kit with some tools and some cool swag. So some of the tools you guys got today will be in that kit. Uh, we've also uh, written a club meeting series, uh, all the content for you to host your club meetings every single week. Um, and we also can get you guys some Bibles to pass out on campus, which is super cool. So, and if you're not a club leader, um, you guys can still do this too. So go share this vision with your current Christian club on your campus or your club leaders. Um, and if there isn't a club on your campus, I want to encourage you guys to start one. Um, and we also have a video for that that can help walk you through on how to uh, get your club approved through administration and how to start a club on your campus. If you're homeschooled, go help your friends in, in the other schools, in the, in the private schools, in the public schools, because um, you guys can make an impact that way as well. Um, and so for those of you, uh, how many of you just graduated this year? Hey, graduates. All right. Wow. Awesome. Well, you guys can also make a difference as well. We have uh, opportunities for you to become a volunteer coach with us. We would love for you guys to come alongside uh, some of these high school students who want to reach their peers for Christ uh, to come alongside them and be their coach. So we would love to have you guys do that. So um, in the midst of all this, keep continue to fill out your response cards. We'll turn those in at the end here, and we'd love to connect with all of you guys on this. Um, and also feel free to visit decisionpoint.org camp for more information on how to sign up to be a leader. Uh, we now, we, we now uh, sorry, we now want to turn to share three practical challenges to all of you to help you share the gospel this year, and Bree's going to do that right now. So whether you are a Christian club leader or not, these are three challenges that any one of you can take, and we hope that you will at least take one of them, and so you can check off which challenges you want to take on that card. So it's, the first one is called the Pray 5 Challenge, and you know, prayer is really the most powerful tool when we think about sharing our faith. The Pray 5 Challenge is simply this. Commit to praying for five people for five minutes each day for five weeks. And you'll pray for three things when you pray. The first thing, that you would have an open door to share the gospel. So you're praying for opportunities to share the gospel with these five people. The second thing is that you are praying that you would actually take that step to share the gospel. Not just that you're praying for opportunities, but that when the opportunity comes up, that God would give you the boldness to take that opportunity. And the third thing you're praying for is that that person is ready to receive Christ and that they would say yes to following Jesus. Colossians 4, 3 and 4 urges believers to pray steadfastly, to pray for an open door, and to pray that they could clearly share the gospel. Paul urges believers to pray for boldness in Ephesians 5, 18. We should pray like Paul because prayer moves mountains and not only changes the person we're praying for, their heart, it also changes our own hearts. It's powerful. 
And so listen to what a student named Daniel said when he took the Pray 5 Challenge and saw God at work. He said, I began praying every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I was finding these opportunities everywhere. The coolest thing that happened my senior year was the opportunity that God gave me to share the gospel of Jesus with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. That conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and the questions he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus, and now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve the church together. Was personal witnessing awkward? Sure, sometimes it was. Was it worth it? A million times, yes. So what if we began to pray like Daniel for our friends? So right now, I want to invite you to write down five names on your, on your worksheet. Start thinking right now, five names. This could be literally anyone in your life that you know that doesn't know Christ. This could be someone that you know that you sat next to in your math class last year. This could be someone from your soccer team or someone that you see sitting on your bus every day that maybe you've never even talked to or, or the kid that sits by himself every day at lunch that no one talks to. Maybe you don't even know his name. It's just the kid that sits wherever, you know. Um, write five people down. How many of you have three names written down already? Nice. Anyone have four names written down? Awesome. Let's just take 10 more seconds to write down five names. And we want to encourage you to start praying for them today. Start praying for them and for opportunities. And and I think if you sign up for this challenge, you'll even get text reminders um, if you sign up on that card. What? Oh, when you get when you get home, yeah, you'll get text reminders. Not not yet. Um, okay, awesome. So we hope you have five names written down for the Pray Five Challenge. Okay, I'm gonna give you a second challenge. This is the Give God's Word Challenge. So God's Word is powerful and it's transformative. Did you guys know that 50% of students have never heard the verse John 3.16? Is that surprising to you guys? That, that was surprising to me when I heard that. The most basic verse of the Bible, they've never heard it. And sadly, many of your peers don't even own a Bible and they've never read it. So the Give God's Word, Word Challenge is simply this, to give out God's Word to your peers at school by simply walking around and handing out life books, gospel tracts, or even a Bible. We've seen students pass them out with food, like you could have a table and you could give out ice cream or something like that with a Bible. And students, surprisingly, are so excited to receive a Bible. It is amazing. Um, there's a student named Vivian, and she actually gave out 130 life books in one week. If you don't know what a life book is, it's the little book that you got. There's a slide that's coming up. It's basically just the Gospel of Mark with students' annotations written as they were reading through it. And you know that you can actually get these for free. Your youth pastor can go to lifebook.com, I believe, and can order like thousands of, of these for free for you guys to, to pass out at your school. So go show this to your youth pastor. Say, hey, I want you to order some of these for our youth group. It's so cool. Now, when can you do this? 
Well, October 7th is actually a national event called Bring Your Bible to School Day. So you guys could do this on this day if you want on October 7th this year. Um, you could wait till Christmas time. You could attach like a candy cane to it and start, start passing them out to people at your school. Or you could start passing them out to the people on your Pray 5 list that you guys just wrote down. So I want to encourage you right now to write down a date that you want to take this challenge. When do you want to do the Give God's Word challenge? Write down a date or maybe just an idea that you could take home with you. All right, that's the Give God's Word Word challenge. And now our third challenge is called the Go Witness Challenge. And this one is my personal favorite. And it may make some of you super nervous, but I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this. So the Go Witness Challenge is simply this. Beyond just wanting to share the gospel with the five people on your list, what if you could share the gospel with more students at your school? So pick a date this fall to go out and proactively start conversations about Jesus with students on your campus. Yes, even students that you may not know, you can just walk up to them and start a conversation with them. Grab some of your Christian friends, and you guys can do this together. Write down a few people who you know who could join you in this challenge. This may sound scary at first, which it can be. Maybe it feels like it could be super awkward, which it doesn't have to be, but it's so worth it. So let's root ourselves in truth, and then we'll give you some practical training to actually know how to start and have these conversations. So there's three things that the Bible tells us about witnessing, and you can fill these out on your worksheet. The first thing is we are God's ambassadors. God pleading through us to people to be reconciled to God. That comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. The second thing is that God commands us to proclaim the gospel. This isn't just like a, if you feel like sharing the gospel or if you think that you have a gift in evangelism. No, the, the Bible commands us as believers to proclaim the gospel. And so I don't know about you, but that really convicts me. And the third thing is if we don't, who will? Romans 10, 14 through 15 basically says, how are they going to believe if no one has ever told them? It's not, just an, it's, a not, it's not enough to just love people to Jesus. I'm sorry, it's not. We have to use our words. Our actions are not enough. We have to tell them with our words about the good news of Jesus. That's how, if you're a Christian in here, that's how you came to know Jesus because someone told you. So we have to tell them with our words. So those are the three challenges for you. And now Eric is going to talk to you about how to witness. So my question for all of you is when God opens the door, will you be ready? Because those opportunities come up often, more often than you think, especially if you're uh, with family or friends, they come up often in conversation. So we want to uh, help equip you to clearly share the gospel uh, so you feel confident uh, and ready to share the hope uh, that is that is in you. So uh, we're going to take the remainder of time just to share more about how to do this. So on your worksheet, I'm going to go over the five steps to share the gospel. Is everybody ready? Okay. Step one is prepare for the conversation. Step two is begin the conversation. You can see them up here on the slide as well. Step three is share the gospel. Step four is invite them to respond. And step five is prepare for follow-up. 
So today, since we're short on time, we're only going to go over the first three steps, but we can always give you more training after camp. So get excited about that. So um, I need one volunteer to come up here uh, to help me. Yeah, how about you? That sounds good. Let's do it. We're going to do a little bit of role playing for you guys. All right, what's your name? Andrew? Give it up for Andrew. Let's go. Okay, so first, before ever approaching someone, right, step one is preparing for the conversation. So I need to prepare myself before I even talk to this gentleman who I've never met before. But Andrew, it's so great to meet you. Um, So uh, preparing for the conversation. So praying for boldness uh, and love and truth and asking God uh, to take away our fears, uh, for us to surrender our fears to him and asking the Holy Spirit to empower us. Um, And uh, so, and then step two is just begin Uh, by just starting to talk. This is just a conversation, guys. That's all we're doing is just having a conversation, so it doesn't have to be awkward. Um, I mean, it could be if you want it to be, but um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be awkward. So starting off by asking a transition question. So let's pretend like like I've known Andrew for my entire life, ever since growing up. Oh man, Andrew, so good to see you, man. Oh, what's up, brother? I don't even know how we do that, but um, yeah, I don't, you know, we've known each other for so long, and I've just never asked you before, but um, yeah, what do you believe about God? Oh, amen. That was easy. See, let's check that out. You know, and then, so, okay, now let's say, like, I've never known him before. Like, this, he's some random guy that I'm coming up to on the street and just talking to him, just saying, um, hey, uh, my name is Eric. Uh, we're just going around asking people some questions um, about what they believe, about their faith, uh, about God. Do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? All right, awesome. Hey, let's do it. Let's dive in. And so it's that easy. You're just literally starting the conversation. And once they agree to it, to engage, then you start asking another question, a follow-up question like, well, what do you believe about God? Um, And just listening to them and hearing what they have to say and learning more about where God has them in this place, uh, in this place and time. Um, And then you ask a permission question. So once you're done listening to what they believe in and understanding what they believe, um, you could get into asking 20 questions if you wanted to. Um, but I would just simply respond with, hey, thank you so much for sharing, Andrew. I really, I really appreciate that. Do you mind if I share what I believe? Yeah, awesome. Cool. Man, he's, this is easy. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's exactly how it works is you just really start engaging. And then in that moment, you can share the gospel. And I'm going to dive into some easy steps on how to do that. You can go ahead and take a seat. Thank you so much for, it's awesome. So yeah, sharing the gospel can be super simple in these four simple points. Um, So first, let's just unpack them for a little bit. So it's God, our condition, Christ, and our response. Those are the four points, okay? So you can keep those in your head too. And um, also the gospel tracts that we've given you also have that in the little booklet as well. Um, So first, God created you to know him personally. He loves you and wants to be in relationship with you. Uh, Second, we are all sinful and separated from God. And third, thankfully, God didn't leave us in our sin. He made a way. God gave up his son, uh, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sin, uh, to pay the debt, then rose again and defeated the grave. Uh, So Jesus is the only solution for our sin. Um, He's the way, the truth, and the life. So that's simple. Um, But everyone has a choice. Step four, if you... or uh, point four, if you individually place your faith in Jesus and believe in him as your Lord and Savior, then you can know God personally and experience his love for eternity. So, um, So really, and then how to wrap up the conversation, you would just say, 
you know, what do you think? What do you think about all this? What would keep you from making that choice today? So really like putting it back on them to really respond to that question. Um, and that's the gospel, guys. That's how simple and clearly it can be shared in a conversation. So I would, I would love for us to take time to get into a role play discussion today, but maybe you guys can practice with each other later on today and really uh, try to do those conversations with each other. Um, so one thing I would love to do before you guys go, um, I would just love uh, to challenge you guys to complete any of those challenges we talked about today um, and, and also uh, going out and actually witnessing, trying to witness with people. Um, so I just want to close by inviting all of you to join this movement with students around the nation and become a decision point leader today. Um, so how? Just say yes to any of these three challenges. Um, and if you say yes, we'll text you videos to support you. I also want to invite some of you to say yes to leading an outreach at your school this year. So like what could God do through leaders, uh, through you as leaders on your campus? Um, so, and if you say yes to all of that, we can uh, sign you up for coaching. We would love to give you personalized coaching and all the resources and tools and materials to help you along the way. So, uh, and if you're a youth pastor, we have some response cards here. If you are interested in getting connected with us, or we, youth leader, or youth leader, youth, youth pastor, adult leader, we would love to connect with you. So fill out one of these response cards and we'll get back to you. Um, so uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Turn in your response cards and your pen at the front. So, Awesome. Thank you guys for thank coming. You.